بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه كولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم Welcome you back to our series on the du'as from the Quran and Sunnah also called I am near and I am near are the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when the servants ask about Allah فَإِنِّي قَرِيبٌ Indeed I am near which comes right in the middle of the verses discussing the month of Ramadan and fasting. In this episode, we look at the dua of Nabi Musa wasalam. In the previous episode, we once again looked at the supplication of Nabi Adam and Sayyida Hawa wasalam. Again, we now go back to Nabi Musa. And Nabi Musa wasalam, he had various duas which are recorded in the Quran. One of them, is where he speaks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and says, أَنْتَ وَلِيُّنَا فَاغْفِرْ لَنَا وَرْحَمْنَا وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الْغَافِرِينَ أَنْتَ وَلِيُّنَا فَاغْفِرْ لَنَا وَرْحَمْنَا وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الْغَافِرِينَ And the reference for the supplication is Surah Al-A'raf, that's Surah number 7, verse number 155 in the Qur'an, and this particular dua has a greater context. So I'll read it once more in Arabic and then translate it and then we'll speak about the context wherein this dua unfolded. So the Arabic words are You, O Allah, Waliyuna, you are our wali. A wali is a an ally, a protecting friend, a master, one who will just take care of everything. So it's sometimes translated as a friend, it's sometimes translated as an ally, it's sometimes translated as a a uh, close companion or a close guardian, caregiver. These are all somewhat suitable words for the word wali. But in relation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the one who, wala, he, he oversees all of our affairs. He is the disposer of affairs. And not only that, but He's extremely close to us subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Nabi Musa alayhi salatu wasalam appeals to this closeness of Allah. Anta So forgive us. You are our master, O oh Allah. You are our caregiver, our guardian, the one who is really in charge of all of our affairs. Faghfilana, so forgive us. Warhamna, and be merciful unto us. Wa anta khayrul ghafirin, and you are the best of those who forgive. So notice in this dua, we have at the beginning, Anta waliyuna, you, O oh Allah, you are our guardian. So herein we are praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَهُوَ مَوْلَانَا He's our master, right? The same root letters. He is our master. So we, we, we are as if we are saying Rabbana or Allahumma. It's an appeal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But unique in that it specifically seeks this closeness 
to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the controller, as the one who is in charge. So it's, it's got those two components therein. And then further, this comes before the request. And the request is immediately followed. So forgive us, warhamna, and have mercy upon us. So as opposed to the previous supplications that we saw, there the request and the demands, if you would like, uh, they were more subtle and they were indirect and implicit. Ya Nabi Musa wasalam, is appealing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive us and have mercy on us. And again, praising Allah at the end by saying, and you are the best of those who forgive. So there's a lot that we can learn just from the adab of this dua and the, the, uh, the pattern that we find there in praise at the beginning, praise at the end, request in the middle. And the request is direct and the request is appealing to that which we need the most, Allah's forgiveness and His mercy, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But over and above the, the beauty in the composition of the supplication or prayer, let us look at the Quranic context wherein this prayer unfolded. So I refer you to Surah Al-A'raf, that's chapter number 7, verse number 155, where we read, قَالَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلْ بَعْدَ أَنْ أَقُولَ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ وَاخْتَارَ مُوسَى قَوْمَهُ سَبَعِينَ رَجُلًا لِمِيقَاتِنَا Nabi Musa chose 70 men from among his people for our appointment. And this appointment, it's part of a, of a much larger interaction between Nabi Musa والسلام, and the Bani Israel. So in this particular occasion, Nabi Musa brings the message of the, of the tablets, right? The, the Ten Commandments as it is well known and referred to as. And his people they disbelieve that it is from Allah. They have doubts. So they ask, you know, how do we know this is from Allah? Can we see Allah? So Allah had instructed Nabi Musa والسلام, to bring these uh, 70 men. And these were the senior scholars, if we'd like, from the Bani Israel, senior members of the community. And he brought them for the appointment. But then because of the disbelief, they were seized by an earthquake, Right. So here we have to pay attention. This, uh, When the quake had seized them, when the earthquake had seized them. And of course, this is very fresh in our memory because one of the worst, uh, one of the worst earthquakes that our age has witnessed uh, recently occurred in Syria and Turkey. And it was very, very sad and tragic. And we continue to pray for those people, you know, those who had survived they lost, you know, basically everything. And those who had passed away, they passed away as martyrs. And some people not only lost material possession, but they also lost family members. So may Allah grant them the contentment. But this adds to the value of this application because of the context in which it takes place, right? Qala Rabbi, he then says, Nabi Musa والسلام, speaks and he says, Oh Allah, oh my Lord, lo shi'ta, if you wanted, you could have destroyed them before because this was not the first act of transgression on their part. They transgressed, as the Bani Israel, they transgressed time and time again before this. So Nabi Musa والسلام, is saying, Oh Allah, if you wanted to destroy them, you could have destroyed them before and you could have destroyed me also. 
Are you destroying us for what the foolish ones among us had committed? Now here we learn, you know, something on the side as well. You know, when when some people act in in conflict with the laws of God, it does not mean that only they will be taken into account, right? So that's the the one lesson, but that's a a lesson that we can put on the side for now. What I want you to 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 look at and really observe here is Nabi Musa alayhi beautiful manner in speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh my Lord, you know, if you wanted to destroy them, you you could have done this before. This is just the consequence of, you know, uh, not not pleasing you. But this was not your objective. You are not here to destroy. You are not you are not a destroying God to, to, to put it into a completely different address. He says, will you destroy us because of what foolish ones among us had committed? In other words, will everyone have to suffer as a result of their actions? In here, illa fitnatuka, tudillu biha man tasha, wa tahdi man tasha. Subhanallah. This, this is not but your test, O oh Allah. This is your fitna, your trial. I know that, you know, in the Cape of Good Hope, we have a very different understanding for the meaning of the word fitna, right? It is culturally in reference to riba, uh, basically speaking about people behind their backs, but that's not quite the same thing. The actual meaning of the word fitna is a test, and it comes from fatana, which means to burn the ore, the, uh, the gold ore in a fire so as to separate the gold from the rest of the junk that you don't want. So that's the original meaning of the word fitna. So this is a test. Through it, you intend to send astray and whomsoever you want, you intend to guide through it. Subhanallah. So what we need to also observe here is that in this, there's a lesson for us. Uh, if we were asking questions about the earthquake, why would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow for something like this to have taken place and destroyed innocent people, children, among everyone else. So you can see we already learned you are not preserved if some people do wrong. It doesn't mean that because you were not guilty thereof, therefore you won't be taken to task, right? The other lesson that we learn is that it's a test. And through such a tragic event, some people will be guided while others will go astray. It may shake someone's faith to such an extent where they let go of their iman and they say, you know what, how can I believe in a God who caused this to happen to, to innocent people or to, uh, to my brother, my sister? Well, we shouldn't ever think like this. We should understand that it is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then at the tail end of these words, Nabi Musa says, Anta waliyuna. I hope that sounds familiar because that is in fact the supplication that we that we have learned here together. And you see now that the context of it is part of this address to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his dua. But what's even more amazing is what happened as a consequence 
of this supplication. Allahu Akbar. Now I'm not saying that we will achieve the same uh, accomplishment in our own supplication. This was a miracle. It was a mu'jizah. And it took place at the hands of a Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Certainly. However, it does not negate the fact that this supplication holds extremely powerful meaning and blessings by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you know what it did? Do you know what Allah did as a result of this supplication and His will subhanahu wa ta'ala? All of those people who were destroyed by the earthquake, they were resurrected once again. Subhanallah. This is not some fairy tale. This is not some made-up story that we speak about because, uh, you know, we're trying to convince people. This is an account in the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's immortal in the Qur'an. It is preserved in the Qur'an. So we know, because we are Muslim, we believe that every single word in the Qur'an is from Allah Therefore, we also believe that all of the information contained within the Qur'an is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And yes, while there are similarities with the stories in the Qur'an of the previous prophets, along with the stories of those same prophets from other religious texts, that is true. At the same time, the disparity is quite obvious as well. If you look at the story of Nabi Musa, if you look at the story of Nabi Adam which we've discussed in the previous uh, episode, there we could also clearly see that the, that the story is very different from the biblical narrative, for example. But that's an extra added point. At this moment, we focus on the supplication, the dua of Nabi Musa in which he teaches us these powerful words as he speaks to Allah and says, أَنْتَ وَلِيُّنَا فَاغْفِرْ لَنَا وَرُحَمْنَا وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الْغَافِرِينَ أَنْتَ وَلِيُّنَا فَاغْفِرْ لَنَا وَرُحَمْنَا وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الْغَافِرِينَ أَنْتَ وَلِيُّنَا فَاغْفِرْ لَنَا وَرُحَمْنَا وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الْغَافِرِينَ You are our guardian, O Allah. So forgive us. Have mercy on us. And you are the best forgiver. And inshallah, if we say this supplication with the same sincerity, of course we cannot reach the sincerity of a Nabi of Allah, but we aim for the same level of sincerity, that same level of desperation. When we pray for our own state, the state of our people who have disbelieved and caused great calamities to befall uh, the people of our time. And we make dua for all of the natural disasters that people face and those who face them. And we make dua for our children and our youth and our uh, impoverished communities and our oppressed people, brothers and sisters around the world. But when we, when we take that feeling that we have and that motivation and that inspiration and we pump it through this beautiful dua of Nabi Musa wasalam, which has a very similar context, can you imagine the power that our prayer would hold then? And add to it, can you imagine the power that such a dua would hold in the greatest month of the year and at the greatest time to supplicate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the period before Maghrib. So let us utilize this time and turn to Allah with the supplication. Anta waliyuna 
فاغفلنا ورحمنا وأنت خير الغافلين May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept wa sallallahu ala sayyidina Muhammad walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.